0: All right. This is the Tell Me About It podcast. This is where I get to talk to people who know stuff because I don't know a lot. I'm Stella Graham, and my guest today is the fabulous Radu. Is it Isaac? Is it Isaac? Who knows? Radu, mate. How are you?
1: <laughs> Hi. I'm uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Excited to be excited to be on, and also excited to not do that much during the day. yes
0: i agree now for those of you who might not know radu where have you been uh radu is a stand-up comedian you may have come across him on comedy central's extra stand-up express or you've done a bit of bbc stuff as well along the way world service what makes the world laugh
1: whenever they called me (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh and now this was interesting i totally got the information about you from your website and it says you started comedy in 2006 in bucharest yeah. That's in Romania, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and now this is what it says on there. It says, in the summers of 2013 and 2014, you switched to doing it in English to make yourself understood by the Los Angeles open mic audiences.
1: Yeah. So I, I, thought, I, I thought that was the shortest way to say I, I spent two summers in LA. Uh-huh. And also to say that I was doing it in Romanian back home and uh-huh. it is a bit of a switch when uh, when you when you switch languages just, just cuz it's like more than anything just 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 switching jokes aha uh-huh. so and you so, went to the
0: states for a couple of summers
1: i went to the states for yeah for like uh, for two summers and uh, then they cancelled my visa and then i i came uh, here to london <laughs> good enough
0: <laughs> fair enough uh, now obviously we could chat about loads of things but what i'd like you to tell me about today is yeah. Can you tell me what is it like growing up in Romania?
1: So it's it's like any sort of childhood. It's uh, it's confusing. It's very, you're very, you're very happy, uh, but also very sad. But also you don't know that that's the happiest you'll ever be uh, <laughs> for the rest of your life. Okay. Uh, so I, I guess that's why you're not taking more advantage of the happiness. I would say, yeah, I don't, I haven't really grown up in any other places. So I can compare. Okay. Uh I was, I would say, uh, I don't, I, I heard this expression like a free range children. Uh, so basically mm-hmm. children that were able to kind of, I think I was, when I was like, I don't know, even like five, I think my parents would be kind of cool to just me. Okay, well, I'm going to go out now, see, see you, and I'll be back in like five hours. So I felt like we, I, I, I grew up, I don't know if it's Romania or this, the, just that decades of the 90s where you could just uh, roam the streets when you were five alone and, and people would be cool with that.
0: Ah, okay. So let's start with uh, which part of Romania did you grow up in?
1: So I'm like from uh, from the east side. It's called uh, Moldova. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically there's like a Moldova, there's the country, but also there's the region. I was totally region. thinking
0: that when you said it. I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs>
1: did, did you really know that Moldova is the country?
0: I, I mean, if, if England have played them at football, then yeah, there's a chance I've heard of them.
1: Okay, so yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a country but also a region in Romania, so I was sort of close to the border, mm-hmm. and a town that's sort of considered to be very, it's a bit of a, of a punchline city in, uh, uh, in Romania, mm-hmm. but having said that, when I was growing up, I didn't know it was a punchline city, so it was fine.
0: Okay, so sorry, it's near the border of where?
1: It's the border with Moldova, with Moldova the country.
0: So you grew up in a place called Moldova, which is near yeah. the border of the country Moldova.
1: Yeah, it's basically the eastern border of Romania.
0: Right. Okay. I would okay. Say
1: the northeastern border, something like that. Okay. Uh, called Vaslui. <laughs> I'd love to
0: say I've heard of it, but I have not. And uh, how we haven't, you... but we
1: did have a good football team for a while. We almost oh, won we the, <laughs> the national championship or something. I think we drew against Lazio at one point.
0: That's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm from Coventry, and our our only uh, football highlight is that we won the FA Cup in 1987 against Tottenham Hotspur. So, you cling good. to that Lazio <laughs> Lazio <laughs> match as best you can.
1: <laughs>
0: and how long were you there? Because it says you, you were doing stand-up in Bucharest.
1: So, I left. So, my, my college doesn't have... my My town didn't have a college. So, the way it works uh when you finish high school you're just supposed to leave the town uh <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah you got
0: your diploma off you go
1: yeah yeah basically finish high school find another town and uh you'd go to like uh, bucharest or like a like a, there's like a couple of more options but yeah bucharest and, uh, and yash are the Uh, are the main ones. Then I went to Bucharest because I I didn't know if they had a comedy club, but I assumed if if there's gonna be a comedy club it's probably in Bucharest.
0: Okay, okay. And then sort of technology-wise, because when were you born? Like 86. 86, Uh, because I remember having a conversation with a friend who uh, grew up on the sort of Hungarian-Romanian border. And we were talking Mm. about the kind of things we had when we were kids. And he was yeah. telling me that they didn't really have much in the way of like color television when he was a kid and things that I just took for granted that we did have or even like color photographs as a child.
1: So, yes, I think it depends on how old he is. I think we started getting a, a lot of stuff after the the regime fell. So basically okay. we, start, we started getting most of the uh, the Western stuff, but there was like two as whoever like, so I, I guess everybody got a color television between like 1989 and 1995, wow. depending on you when you could afford it. And also there was like huge taxes to buy to buy stuff from outside the country. So that's that's one of the things governments do, as uh, they 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 put big taxes on. So people so people drool uh, <laughs> at, at, uh, at I don't know what they need to drool so so they so they stay and become good workers so they can afford the color TV i don't know that's just my theory
0: <laughs> That's really interesting to me because i when i first heard about something like this it seemed so um, unreal to me because i i <clears throat> i grew up in the 80s as well but earlier than you radu as i've since okay. found out I'm and ask. <laughs> and with, with the thing with that like i remember watching that football match in 87 in color and and yeah. growing up with color television so that seems you say when the regime changed, can you, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because, you know. So
1: you know, you know the, the you know we had like a dictator? So you know the, the, the Berlin Wall?
0: Uh, yes, the Berlin Wall. I remember David Hasselhoff was there.
1: So when the, when the Berlin Wall fell, all the other, like uh, most of, I think just except like Yugoslavia, all the other countries had like a revolution. I mm-hmm. think ours was like one of the most bloody ones. Like uh, we actually, uh, you know, maybe like a thousand people got uh, got killed or something like that. Uh, we still don't know what happened there. It's still it's still like a big debate. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what happened because Romanian people don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but really yeah, agree. after after that uh, big regime changed, basically we sorta got capitalism, but not really. Uh, we still had like the same people in power. We just we just shot like two guys, but then the rest of the, uh, the uh, the rest Shots of the MPs. Shots two
0: guys. I <laughs> how you say it so
1: casually. Well, it's sort yes, but also uh, because it happened so long ago. I think it's the way it's a, it's the way you're supposed to. I actually heard about this from like therapists. If you go through like a th- tragedy, your goal is to be able to talk uh, about it casually. Aha. So I think I think we've reached our <laughs> our goal there if we talk about it casually. I see. Um,
0: and I guess you were so young at the time
1: uh, yeah I was like four yeah I was like yeah four three I was three or something
0: okay, so you were you were pretty young so so in terms of like your growing up, how long did it take for I guess the 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 things that I sort of took for granted that we had? to filter through to you and, and your friends and stuff.
1: So they, they never really came. Like if, even even now, like Romanians, if we want to go to America, we need like a visa. So we, mm-hmm. we're still never really, we, we're just sort of understood that. So we get like little things uh, little things tr- uh, trickling in, but mm-hmm. it's never really like equal. We sort of accept that, uh, no, we're a shittier country. So we need to have a uh, uh, shittier conditions. <laughs> we sort of, We sort of accept the fact that when we go, Uh, When we go west, everything is more expensive, and when Mm -hmm. people come east, uh, they think, "Oh my God, this is so cheap here." We sort (laughs) of—it's a thing we sort of uh, we all know as a country and accept. Okay. So we never really. So even if, even if, so you could buy stuff. You could buy like a color TV before 1989, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. but uh, you'd have to have the resources and the connections to buy it. So it's still. uh, uh, Right now, it's still. It's still. Even if we can buy stuff, it doesn't mean we have the resources to buy it.
0: Okay. And then, what about things like photographs from when you were a kid? Are there many?
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it is. Uh, they were black and white. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I think. I think we started getting uh, colored photos like '91 or something like that.
0: Oh my god! It's it's so uh, like unusual to for me to hear that because I mean. My mum has black and white photos. You,
1: you like, don't have any black and white photos of yourself. I was born in
0: 1980, and uh, they were all in color. Not many, but that's more a reflection on my mother. But uh, the pictures <laughs> of us kids <laughs> around the same sort of age—you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're all in color. That's why I was so surprised because I, I guess we just kind of grow up taking this sort of stuff for granted, really.
1: I guess so, but also it's not like it, it's not. <laughs> very life-changing if right. the TV is in color or not.
0: It's true, uh, it's true. I mean, I think, you know, especially when Instagram filters, everybody started doing black <laughs> and white to look at, you were just ahead of your time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so when, uh, when it comes to growing up, was it just you and your folks or you and siblings
1: or? So uh, me and a sister and then, uh, so basically what happened in, in, in Romania, we kind of had like a forced in, uh, uh, industrialization, not necessarily mm-hmm. forced, but sort of. So everybody was kind of living in villages up until like the nineteen fifties. Okay. And then, and then they sort of, within thirty years, they built, um, uh, they built cities. mm mm-hmm. And basically, they built towns with big blocks of flats, which uh-huh. would call like a communist architecture. And uh-huh. everybody, so everybody's parents is born in the countryside, but had to live in like a, and like a, in like a block of flats. So it was wow. a big, uh, but you'd call it like, then you, when you'd leave the countryside, you'd feel like now we're making progress, but actually it was, so I had, for example, I had a family in my block of flats that mm-hmm. was grow, growing uh, chickens uh, on the last floor of the block of flats
0: in Just the flats. Because,
1: <laughs> I, th- I think so. I think, uh, yeah, I, Maybe not necessarily in the, in the flat, but some sort of, on the last floor, maybe what you'd call like a terrace. I don't know exactly. Oh, on the top,
0: top. on the top of the flat. On the top,
1: yeah. Yeah, on the right. top of so the, the flat. So
0: the, the penthouse, if you will. Yeah,
1: sort of the penthouse was, was basically a penthouse for us. That must
0: be a big change if, you've, if you're used to growing up in the countryside. And then I'm assuming this is because the regime said, hey, or you countryside people, guess what? Now you have to live in a block of flats. Is that...
1: Yeah, sort of. Now you have to. We needed like an industry, and we needed to manufacture stuff so we can sell stuff. Basically, we needed to align ourselves to uh, the world economic model. I don't know.
0: That's <laughs> and, especially now because when overeating. you see what yeah what's happening in places like London, where during lockdown everybody got fed up of living in blocks, and now more and more people are moving out to the countryside.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it is very weird. So I feel like for my parents, they had to do the most adapting. I for uh, I more or less grew up in a town, and I live in a city now. I grew up in like a city, and I live in a city, so it's not really that uh, different. Things things look nicer, but they work just as badly. Uh, <laughs> so it's. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess it's. I, I wouldn't call my journey <laughs> the biggest thing. The Uh, yeah the biggest journey in a Romanian person's life and
0: what about your folks then do they ever talk about the the good old days in the countryside or
1: so my folks now live in a house that's so I think I think they they lived for like (laughs) 10 years in in the block of flats until they made it their life objective to build a house Mm -hmm. and have a and have a yard so they live in a house but they don't have chickens they don't (laughs) they, they don't have animals they do have they do enjoy planting stuff and growing. Having they have like a big garden, mm-hmm. but uh, but no animals. And then other other, other parents, uh, they move to the to the house and they have both animals and garden. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're sort of reliving their childhood, only they're they're old and they can't can't uh, really run.
0: <laughs> so did your folks have animals before then? Before oh the yeah
1: yeah, My, so even even as a kid, most of Romanians. Uh, went to like their grand when you'd go to your grandparents place the grandparents place is in, in the countryside okay where, uh, where there's no plumbing and uh, no roads oh
0: my and God.
1: Uh, but there is like a there are like cows and chickens so you'd uh, up until I was like maybe like 10 I used to go there like every summer for like a couple of weeks right uh, so basically if you want to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night you literally have to put on your shoes and go outside
0: Oh man! I mean, again, it's the sort of thing. So I grew up in Coventry; it's a city, so it's it's very different to uh, to, <laughs> to how I grew up. So, what animals did your folks have?
1: So it was like the big uh, chickens and 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 ducks were like the big things. Okay. And I think my so my 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 mom's parents, I think they had the job in the city, and then they retired in the countryside, mm-hmm. so they weren't really like fully countryside people. So, so they okay. didn't have a cow. That was the big thing, and then the other, <laughs> okay. the other grandparents, they had cows, and uh, oh. it it was almost like a thing of, uh, it, it, particularly in my and my and pe- my and my grandparents on my mother's side. I re- I remember being there and being not necessarily ashamed that they don't have a cow, but feeling <laughs> some sort of lesser than than other children whose grandparents did have cows.
0: Oh, my God, you don't even have a cow. No I love cow. that that was a thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, and, my grandpa had a car, but no cow, and that hurt me.
0: And that was the thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love that. And in the flats, were they... I had heard this from same friend, uh, my Hungarian mate, who said that the house, the flats were, were
1: yeah.
0: ha, uh, bugged. They had microphones.
1: Uh, I think it depends on, on where... I heard mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I heard stories from uh, from my dad as well. I think it depends. It really depends on the side of the um, uh, part of the, like the city and how important strategically the city is, mm-hmm. and how sort of and how big of the grasp the regime the regime had on the city.
0: Mm-hmm. And also,
1: I think it depends on how important the person owning the apartment was. They mm-hmm. wouldn't just bug anybody's house because there, there wouldn't be enough. People to listen to. Uh, what well,
0: I was going to say, the they're recordings. like listening and going. I think one of them's got chickens on the roof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was actually like a big thing because you, you. I think you're, you were you were allowed to have like chickens, but you weren't allowed to like uh, if you had like a cow, you weren't allowed to kill it. You'd you'd have to sell it to like the to like the state, and uh, oh, really? some people would 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 kill the cow, but just sneakily. My my dad told me some sort of story where they they killed the cow in an attic. And oh my then god. and then and then blood started uh, started pouring, and my grandma oh my got god. got really scared oh my god. Uh, but I mean, not because logistics... somebody had died just because the the regime is gonna come knocking on the door.
0: Oh my god, what so when you refer to the regime, what specifically do you mean?
1: So it's basically the communist party, which it's basically I would say yeah, in my in my opinion, I think. And yeah, and, and from the opinions I've heard, the opinion I took away from it, <laughs> is that it's basically like the secret service, like the secret service of the, of the country who's still sort of running the country now. Uh, but it's uh, sort of, yeah, it's sort of like the secret service that they, they, they didn't have anybody checking up on them. So uh, right. it's sort of, it's, it's the dictator, but not just the dictator. The dictator was, uh, he was malleable to a point.
0: That's mad. And then as far as like, so the thing with the chickens and and the cows and stuff, food, food was restricted or not?
1: I think I I think it was. So basically it got like really shitty uh, and like and like the late 80s. And like so all all the 80s, it it started getting really, really shitty. And I think in like the 70s and the 60s, it sort of depends on who you ask. But it's (laughs) basically like the story goes the way I know it is our dictator went to like China and he saw like a big parade there, okay. and uh, and he said, "Fuck it, I want the parade at parades at home as well." And that's when he went a bit mad, and he started sort of tightening the belt belt of the country. Okay, um, who was this but person? But also, so I can you look need to ask after? like a hundred Romanians. Sorry, uh,
0: I was going to say, who is this person so I can look them up after the podcast?
1: Oh, Ceausescu, that's the big uh, the big dictator. Okay, we had but... I think we had like two or three of them. Right, I guess i think two of them yeah there was another there was another one from a uh, from birlad which is which is like the town uh which used to be like the biggest town in my county but then because uh because the new dictator had like an ego as well he sort of made my town the biggest town in the county that's like a oh. little story
0: <laughs> okay and then because fr- my my mate was telling me that sometimes they had to queue up like stand and wait in line for yeah. A bag of sugar, or so. Like essentially, you guys were doing lockdown years before all of us.
1: Sort of, yeah. (laughs) We did. So right now in Romania, it's very impossible to get people to queue to something because maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, because they have the memory of the of the bad old times. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you used to have like rations and stuff, but that's only like in the in the late eighties. The rations got like smaller and smaller. And again, uh,
0: when you talk about rations in the 80s, I'm like, I, I feel like rations here, my mum would have talked about what's that like the the 40s, the fifties or something. So it's it's so different to, to anything I I I grew up with, at least.
1: It is different. Like I know the stories from my parents, and then mm-hmm. that's why I sort of tell them seriously. And I I guess I lived for like three years of it, but yeah. don't really uh remember it and then there was poverty in the 90s as well so in the 90s basically that's a big change in the 80s everybody had money but there was nothing to buy and then in the <laughs> 90s uh there was shit to buy but nobody could afford it ah
0: oh, it just never seems to land quite right does it
1: it's yeah it never does <laughs> that's what uh, that's yeah the big, and then your uh, compromise. life
0: there to, yeah? how, how different do you find the uk to to areas that you I mean, I know the timescale is different, but even now, like, I don't know when you last went home, but how different do you find the two UK and Romania?
1: So they say Romania is like is like divided in between the the halves and the halves not, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's the same here. Yeah. The difference is that here I'm a have not, and in Romania I'm one of the halves.
0: <laughs> right, so okay. I don't really.
1: It's sorta. Of, it, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can still, you can still, if, if you're like in a nice car, you don't really fill the potholes. It does feel, you, you, you do feel way more optimistic about what's happening.
0: Okay. And when you go to visit, where do you, do you, do you visit your, your folks, your sister? Or? I,
1: I stay in Bucharest for a bit. And then, uh, and then I go to, to my parents' house, which is like in Baslui. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, those are the kind of two places. And then if somebody wants me to gig somewhere and they're paying me a lot of money, I, I tend to I tend to accept.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And is there a part of you that's like, one day, if comedy works out really well, I might treat my folks to a cow. Is that is that something on the?
1: No. So now my parents don't want the cow. <laughs> they they they've they're over it. There was a time in their life when when they wanted a the cow, but yeah. it, it, it didn't happen then. So the, I guess, the cow uh, years have gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They moved on. I guess they moved on. I'm gonna say. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we are approaching that point in the podcast where I have to ask, everybody loves a shout out. Would you like to shine a spotlight on a mate?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shine a spotlight on like Steve Hilly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you if you know him. He does I do like know a, him. I think he, he did the most the most fun I've ever had on an online gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs it. It's called uh, wrong answers only. And yep. uh, before right before I moved here to the UK. I did like a little tour in Romania. Uh, we were gonna do like American, uh, like American uh, military bases, and do like stand-up in English. Oh wow! So it, it was me and like five other comedians, and mm-hmm. then Steve was one of them, and we had the best fun oh. you could have. We just had like a like a free van, and we drove around the country, and mm-hmm. it was really fun to kind of because I was the only Romanian dude, and I was sort of explaining to explaining what explaining to them what they were seeing. So Aha. I got to sort of see the country through their eyes for a bit. It right. was it, it was extremely fun. So just because of that uh, that five-day road trip mm-hmm. and because he's an awesome dude and he talks about his penis a lot, which is hard <laughs> to, it's hard to make funny in this day and age. And, he, and, <laughs> and somehow he manages, but he's also, just the fact that he's trying, I consider him to be very brave as well.
0: Very nice, very nice. Right, well, for folks who want to Catch up with you, stalk you, follow you. Do you want to just quickly tell us what you're up to? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so, oh, so yeah, I'm doing a, a chess stream. That's what I've been doing in, in lockdown. A so chess basically,
0: stream.
1: Yeah. So be, okay. I, I play chess on Twitch and okay. I, I play against like other users. And sometimes I have like comedians on and we laugh mm-hmm. about chess stuff. And uh, it's all like on Twitch. And then I'm, I'm, all the, I'm on YouTube and I'm on, uh, yeah, I'm on all the others except TikTok.
0: I'm on all the others except TikTok. What's what's with the chess then? Because I, I mean, I learned to play chess when I was young. I've played it a few times here and there. I quite liked battle chess, the game. And then the Queen's Gambit came out and suddenly chess is cool again.
1: It's sort of, it's also, it's, it started before the Queen's Gambit with the, with the lockdown because they couldn't have, it was sort of the only sport that could move online very, very easily. <laughs> okay so it, it just blew up uh, mm-hmm. last year when uh, when the coronavirus uh, came and i started playing a bit uh, i started playing uh, like a couple of years before just because i was on buses a lot and it's a it's a good way to spend time and honestly it's like a, it's like a very cool uh, sport and we have a lot of fun during the twitch so if you and a lot of people do like chess so yeah please do check it out and also yeah i do stand up but you know that there's other comedians doing stand-up. You're never gonna get to me.
0: <laughs> Which is your favorite piece in the chessboard?
1: Ugh, it's hard to say. I'm gonna say probably the knights because they're like uh, trickier. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, obviously uh, I would uh, I would trade uh, like two knights for a <laughs> for a queen.
0: It's gotta be the queen, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that being said, I know. But that's that's the mainstream answer. I would uh, the knight is my favorite one.
0: What um how, are you really really good at chess? Then is that what I'm picking up from this?
1: I'm I'm decent. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm sort of good. But then if there are people who've who've given their life uh, to chess, <laughs> they call me decent.
0: Okay. <laughs> and uh, where it's, it's where a do we find on... sport.
1: it's a very snobbish sport.
0: Snobbish sport. <laughs> where where on the on Twitch do we find that?
1: Uh, it's a uh, radu isaac under chess you're supposed to you you could find me there i'll, I'll leave you the link as well if you're gonna okay. you leave them in the description
0: all right so chess chess and stand up is your main thing right now
1: that's what i'm doing and, and, and eating and yeah basically that's it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well all of the links to all the cool stuff you're doing will be posted in the youtube description and in the podcast notes as well radu mate it's been really really lovely hanging out with you thanks for coming uh, along
1: Thank you for having me. Honestly, the same. And hopefully, see you at the gig soon.
0: I know. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yes. Looking forward to it. Cheers. All I'm
1: doing. Bye bye.